What's up, the Enlightened Church? Thank you for joining us for today's message on podcast. We pray it blesses you and causes a shift inside of you. Stay tuned for the word. We love you. MTCB. All right, are you ready for the word this morning? Yes. All right, uh, you're with your Bibles, because I don't know why we are sitting today again. I mean, it's, I, this should like be a routine, a thing we should be ready to sacrifice every Sunday, to be on our feet, to honor God as we read the word for, the, for today. Amen. Amen. So join, me, open your, join me in opening your Bibles to the book of Judges. And in the sixth chapter of Judges, Judges chapter six, I actually preached this, um, I preached this as my first sermon for the year 2000. 21. I preached this for my um, sermon. This was the first sermon I preached in 2021. And I preached uh, when I announced that the theme for the year is going to be Emmanuel. Yeah, remember that? Yeah. All right. So I feel like God has laid this same um, passage of the scripture. This is my second time, I believe, reading the same chapter of the scripture or preaching from it. Maybe second or third, I don't know. In this year. And I believe strongly that God has a word for us. And um, this is a 10x sermon, all right? This is an upgraded version of whatever you heard in the past. I listened to that Emmanuel, uh, to the sermon called Emmanuel, the first time we preached this year on Vision Sunday. And I listened to it last night, and I was like, wow, this is really amazing. It was filled with, you know, heavenly dough. Feel me? Amen. So I'm um, Judges of the 11, uh, chapter 6, sorry, and we start from the 11th verse of that chapter, all right? It says, The angel of the Lord came and sat down under the oak in Ophir that belonged to Johash the Abbey's right where his son Gideon was threshing wheat in a wine press to keep it from the Midianites. When the angel of the Lord appeared to Gideon, he said, The Lord is with you, mighty warrior. Pardon me, my Lord, Gideon replied, but if the Lord is with us, what has all this happened to us? Where are all the wonders that our ancestors told us about when they said, Did, the, did not the Lord bring us up out of Egypt? But now the Lord has abandoned us and given us into the land of the Midian. The Lord turned to him and said, Go in the strength you have and save Israel out of Midian's hand. Am I not sending you? Pardon me, Gideon replied, but how can I save Israel? My clan is the weakest in Manasseh, and I am the least in my family. The Lord answered, I will be with you, and you will strike down all the Midianites, leaving none alive. I, love the, I think message translation has it this way. Says, or the NLT says, um, you will defeat Midian as one man. Amen and amen. amen. Lord, we say thank you for your word. We ask, Lord, that the impact transforms and transfigures us God into the image that Lord you are predestined for us God we stay open God to that which you have provided for us we say thank you in Jesus mighty name amen, amen and amen. amen so you may be seated in God's presence glory to God well it was harder for you to stand up very faster for you to sit down isn't God amazing glory to God um so oftentimes you know that when I start my sermons I try to like share something personal and uh today I as I read this chapter, chapter, this chapter, right, this passage this week, I just remembered something. I mean, something that happened to me just jumped right at me. By the way, um, so for the sermon note geeks and all that, my sermon title this morning is "You Are Significant." Say you are significant. You are significant. Say I am, I am significant. significant. I am significant. significant. So um, as I was trying to say. So uh, I remembered something that happened to me like very long. I mean, I said many years ago, but it's not like very, 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 it's not like a decade or something, but it's almost a decade already that this thing happened. It's been like maybe six, I don't know how many years. It's been long, quite a while when this happened. Because um, I, as I read this 
passage of scripture. I remember my high school days, my secondary school days, as we have it over here. Um, uh, I wasn't exactly uh, a popular kid back in high school. I wasn't really popular. I they didn't really know me for anything much. I wasn't exactly standing out because I wasn't anywhere. I mean, I was not even on honors roll for honors roll for maybe very brilliant kids or something like that. So I was just, I was just, you know, I was just going to school as a regular school goer back then. Always went late to school, and uh, you know, the, if the, if anybody knew me for anything back then, it was that I was either very late, always very late to school, or that they didn't exactly know me at all. I mean, they could probably know my face, but I wasn't really someone people remembered or knew back then. And uh, I, I I remember there was a time that when everything changed. Actually, was when I was in um, I think. Yeah, it was my second year in high, in senior high, right? That's what we call SS2 over here. My second year in senior high. I remember that I had I had um a crush on a girl in in, in my SS2 days, yeah. Um who I'm still in touch with, right? Um but not not for not for that anymore, but something else. But yeah, so I had a crush on a girl back then in senior high. And uh I remember because this is typical Emmanuel. Typical Emmanuel doesn't have to wash his trousers every day. I mean, typical Emmanuel would like spend three, four days before he washes his trousers, and his trousers would literally be dirty from working to school every day, and he will keep going, keep going to school with that same trouser. He doesn't care at all. That's typical Emmanuel, all right. But when I had a crush on this girl, man, I brought the drip with me. I mean, first time in my in my secondary school or high school life that I wore a belt. <laughs> I wore, I put a belt on my trouser. I mean, I had. I was always ironing my my clothes every day. I mean, I washed my uniform every day. I would iron it. The gator will be, sh I mean, the gator rather will be sharp. That if you put your hand to it, it's gonna cut your hand. It was so sharp. I mean, my uniform was standing out, y'all. And I remember going to school every day. I, I mean, not just that, not just my uniform. My shoes were always polished. As a matter of fact, I took a polish to school. Just to know how serious I was, because I wanted this girl to notice me, right? I wanted to get this girl's attention, so I was always and I, I'm. And I cannot make this up. Truth, this is not made up. This is actually a very true story. I have friends that I can call right now, but I won't call because it's Sunday, of course, and it'd be very foolish to call somebody while you're preaching. <laughs> I mean, but I have friends that I can call right now, and they would attest to this thing I have just said. I mean, I was dressing fine and all that to school just to get this girl's attention. I had a new backpack also. I mean, I was just really different, right? And really strange at the same time because this is not the manual everybody used to know i mean the only thing they knew me by then was um because the kind of friends i worked with they called them dudes right they didn't really have any style we were all just like dirty kids going to square every day we're not i mean they're not people anybody exactly wanted to relate with back then i mean we we're always at the far back of the class and if and it's not like i was I'm, I'm not exactly someone who talked so much back then but my other friends were talkative and they were always talking trash imagine when everybody's saying something reasonable and somebody is just saying something foolish in, at the back of the class now i was working with that person who says things foolish so i was automatically viewed as someone who was foolish so i mean it was like that in high school but when i had a crush on this girl i was bringing the drip with me man i was dripping everywhere i had everything on and everything so uh i remember something something then happened right uh because every week back then in school every week uh what every, every week what every student looked forward to was the friday first because it was the day everybody officially goes home for the weekend but second second was because on friday they would, they would announce um some lists on, on the assembly right and it'll be um the first i think the, the list everybody looked forward to the most was the neatest boy and neatest girl in school neatest boy and girl junior boy and girl and neatest senior boy and girl 
in school every week everybody was would look forward to that list but i didn't look forward to a list like that i mean nita's boyfriend where i mean like what do i have like so i i wasn't exactly looking at looking forward to things like that because back then whoever is deemed as neatest boy and girl i actually needs boys and girls and they were always um the, if you if you are called niches boy and girl you're popular automatically so i wasn't looking forward to anything like that so i remember for you know second year in second year in senior high yeah i remember what one friday walking into the assembly hall i can never forget i can never forget this all my life even till i get old i can never forget this thing. i remember walking into the assembly hall that day to join this our file right this uh, this queue or this line for people boys in my class i remember this female senior right she was i think a, a year or two ahead of me a year actually ahead of me and i felt she had this male voice and so she was like hey you go back to class literally going to say was like hey you go back to class, go and get your tie that i should go put on my tie because we we wore ties for uniform back then so she asked me to you know with a male voice which was kind of deep hey go and get your class go and get your tie or something like that and i walked away i was like oh thank god i didn't want to come for assembly before i just walked away and went back to class to go with my dude friends who were already in class and we started talking we we're just talking and you know we we're just playing around and doing all that in the class assembly was going on we didn't even care because i mean it was special about friday assembly i mean nobody wants to talk about us even if, if your name is mentioned i mean this group gang if anybody if any one of us our names get mentioned it means we did something bad i mean punishment it doesn't it doesn't come with anything good just so you know how bad it was, right? But actually, something happened that day. I heard after the assembly was over, I heard people coming to class. People were, as people, students were rushing to class, rushing over to class. Ours was upstairs. As my classmates were ascending the stairs, I kept on hearing people calling my name. Emmanuel, Adeke, Adeke. I don't know why people felt it was very cool to call you by your son. I don't know. That is not my name. That's my father's name, not my name. Adeke, Adeke. Uh, Emmanuel, Emmanuel. People were calling my name. I wasn't exactly sure what was going on. Did I do something bad? So people walked inside and some some people were like, "Hey, need test boy, need test boy." I was like, <laughs> "I thought you know this thing. When you're with people, right, especially your classmates, they will hype you so much that you think you did something well just to be dropped so hard." So I thought it was something like that. So they're like, "Hey, need test boy." They shook my hands and everybody was shaking me all over. I was like, "What's going on?" So I stepped outside and I was like, "So what, what happened?" And they were like, "Man, your name was was mentioned at the assembly ground. You're the need test boy of the week." So all senior I, I was the neatest boy. I was like, no freaking way! I could not believe it. I mean, no, I didn't. That's exact. I didn't just get the attention of my crush. I got the attention of the whole freaking school. I, I heard that my name when my name was called on the assembly ground. Everybody started shouting. Okay. Nobody imagined or nobody could believe that I would be called the neatest boy of the week. I mean, it didn't get. I, I didn't know it was so serious until my class teacher, who was a who's a woman actually or who was um the wife she was the wife the wife of one of the staff she walked up she came into the class that day and said um you're you're Emmanuel DK right I said uh yes ma'am yeah she was like you're the one whose name was mentioned in the assembly as the latest boy of the week <laughs> then I know I was popular I became popular instantly and at that point I started seeing myself that oh snap people actually notice me like people see me I mean for so long I had seen I thought I was invisible Nobody could exactly see me. I mean, nobody noticed me and all that. I could walk past you a hundred times and you wouldn't notice that someone walked past you because it wasn't looking a particular way. In that moment, I was like, so people actually see me. So I hold on, I am actually significant. For me to be cold, I mean, whoever got cold would get to shade the teachers. I didn't get, I wasn't there and all that, but still I was cold. That doesn't change the fact I was, it's on record that I was in the test book for that week. And I, in that moment, I started thinking to myself, 
So I'm actually significant. I'm actually special. I mean, I actually am noticed or was noticed by someone who thought, wow, this boy actually looks good and put my name down on paper and passed it over to the assistant principal saying that to announce that I was an eighties boy for the week. I mean, so I'm actually, I mean, people actually noticed me. And I think, I think this was the same thing with, with Gideon, right? I think this was the same thing with, with poor Gideon. Because, I mean, Gideon was just trying to get by another day, you know? Gideon was just trying to feed his family. And, and, I mean, he, he wasn't exactly trying to do much. He was just trying to feed his family right there as he was threshing wheat. He, he was not trying to do anything much. He was just trying to get by another day. The millionaires were, were looking for people who, who they would bully. And he didn't want to be bullied. He didn't want the food in his hands to be taken away. He was only trying to get by another day. And he didn't think there was anything significant, significant about him. But God did. God saw significance. God saw something in Gideon. And I discovered something, right? I discovered this. Listen to this attentively, right? I discovered that people, or oftentimes we try to attach our significance to notice. Only when they notice me am I significant. Only when they see me am I significant. We try to attach our significance to notice, right? That if people see you or notice you, that means you are significant. I mean, I need you to know that it's not, that's not correct because I have actually been significant right before I was born. Right in my mother's womb, God said he knew me right there as he formed me. He put purpose on my inside. God said he designed me. So I have been significant right before anybody knew me. And I don't have to wait for anybody to know me to make me any more significant than I already am. True. Right? So God is saying, because I, I need to tell you this, fame does not connote significance. Fame does not connote significance. Let me tell you something. Significance actually depicts importance. Mm. Significance depicts importance. And I need to tell you that what God has put inside of you is very important. And it doesn't matter how small your platform is or, or, your, or, your, or your audience or whatever. It's, it's, I don't know whether it's you just teaching a few kids or you just trying to be a mother with your kids, trying to raise your, mother, your children as a single mother or, or a single father. It doesn't matter if you're just trying to live by another day or get by another day. God says that you are important. God says you are significant. And do not let the devil fool you into thinking that you are invisible. Because people do not see you does not make you any less than God has already made you to be. You are significant. That is the word God has prepared for you today. You are significant. Do not believe the lie that you are not useful. Do not believe the lie that you are insignificant. Do, you know, I had to tell myself how to reconstruct my, 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 my mindset. I had, to, I had the paradigm shift in that moment. That I am not insignificant. I'm actually wonderfully and fearfully made by God. I mean, I, I, I am a mighty, I'm a mighty hero regardless of how I look right now. I am a mighty hero. I am, I am significant to God. Bible says that, who am I that you are so mindful of me? That's in the book of Psalms 8 and verse 4. And I didn't quite understand what that verse meant until I separated the word mindful. And I was left with mindful. Meaning God's heart is full of me. God is thinking, of me every, thinking about me every second. I mean, what I'm saying is, I am on God's heart. Every nanosecond and every ticking moment, I ring in God's heart. He thinks of me every time I am eating in the hole of his, horn, his hands. He has tattooed my name on his palms. I I am important to God. Amen. And yes, God does not need me for him to be God. Of course. God doesn't. But oh, he chose me and he gave me a purpose. And although my platform may not be great, but greatness for me is not in numbers. Mm. Actually, mm. greatness for me is the purpose God has put inside of me. That is so good. 
This is the word God has brought for you today. You are significant. Do not allow the lie of the enemy put you in the place where you say, no, you're not significant. Don't let the enemy fool you into believing that you are worthless. Right? Although you might not exactly have much to offer, but do you know what is inside of you? Have you checked your internal bank account? Do you know what the treasures God has put inside of you? Do you know what it took God to design you? Do you know what it took God took for God to put this amount of purpose, this weight of purpose, this weight of glory inside of you? You are significant. You are significant. Right? You are significant. But you know, we oftentimes allow the devil mess with our minds and mess with our ideas of ourselves, how we see ourselves. You know, I kind of like think of this as people who, who commit suicide, people who are suicidal and all that. And, and, and you, know, you know, hold on, you know this thing people say, um, uh, I, I don't know if you, uh, you guys have ever heard anybody say this, that the world would be the same thing without you. Have you ever heard anybody say that before? The world would be the same thing without you, that the world would be the same if you're not there. Well, that's true. I know right now you're surprised to hear me say that. I mean, it's coming from Pastor Man, you shouldn't say that's true, but actually true. Because here's the thing, the purpose God has put inside of you, should you choose to accept it, would actually bring color to the world. I mean, listen, let me tell you something. The reason the world would be the same thing without you is because what God has put inside of you is so great that you cannot imagine. I mean, God has put something, God has put the cure for the world's dysfunction inside of you. God has put greatness inside of you. God has put purpose inside of you. And your mission, should you choose to accept it, is to bring color to the world and to make the world a better place. But the world won't be a better place if you do not see, if you do not make use of what God has put inside of you. God says he has put greatness inside of you. Amen. Do not settle for mediocrity. Do not, do not believe what the enemy is cooking or, 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 or has planted in your mind. I mean, God has put something inside of you. But if you don't use it and you take your own life, the world will always continue in depression to you. Because it doesn't matter how small that thing in you might be, it still is important. God says it still is important. It still is important. It still is important. You, you are significant. You are significant. Do not allow the enemy fool you. You are significant. You are important. God has put something inside of you. God has put purpose inside of you. And it doesn't matter how you look like right now. It doesn't matter how things look like for you right now. God says you are significant. God says there's a mighty hero inside of you. God says there's a mighty hero inside of you. God says there's a mighty hero inside of you. God sees it. Others might not see it. But I don't need people to approve me when God has already accepted me. Mm, you need to know that. that. Hey, I don't care if people see it or not. If God sees it, that's enough. If God says that I am a mighty hero, even though I'm hiding right now from the Midianites and I am threshing wheat in the, right, in the wrong place, in the wine press, not where I'm supposed to thresh wheat, in an open space. In an open space, I'm actually threshing wheat in an enclosed area. God doesn't see a scary cat. God sees someone who is a mighty warrior, a mighty hero. That's what God sees. That's what God sees. That's what God sees. And I need you to believe that for yourself. And you should believe that for yourself. So I, I just knew you should know that no matter what you're doing, right? I don't know what you're doing. So maybe like, maybe like, maybe like Gideon. Maybe you're threshing wheat in a wheat in a wine press. Maybe you're just trying to raise a few kids in a pandemic. Maybe you're just, maybe you're just trying to even get a job. 
maybe you're trying to work your job maybe you're, you're, you're trying to run a business right now and you're, you're not even sure you're just trying to get by each day you're not even sure how you, if you're going to last i mean if you're maybe you're just trying to go to school to get a good job to feed your family or to live well i don't know what it is whatever whatever it is that you're just threshing you're threshing within your own wine press although that's not where it's supposed to happen but you know circumstances and how things around what's what's happening right now and you have been limited or maybe you're just running by grace like my family has for the past couple of weeks now and you've just been running by grace you've been running on grace i mean you don't know exactly what you're going to eat tomorrow but you know that god is going to provide for you maybe that's just it god is telling god has sent me to tell you today that you are still important regardless of your circumstance god is sent me to tell you today that you are significant god sent me to tell you that he's with you regardless of what you're doing whether it's which you're threshing in a one press which is just you trying to homeschool a couple of kids Maybe it's just you trying to run a business and you're not even sure if it's going to venture into something big or not. You're just trying to, or you're just trying to, you're just trying to uh, 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 go to school. Maybe you're just trying to get a job. You're just trying to, maybe you're just running on grace. You're not even exactly sure what's going to happen tomorrow. I mean, you don't have enough. I mean, you don't have more than enough, better still, but you have, I mean, you have God. You're running on grace. Maybe it's just that. God has sent me to tell you that he's with you regardless. Amen. Amen. The Lord, in, in, God in the form of an angel told Gideon that day, he said, Mighty warrior, the Lord is with you. That's what God's telling you today. The Lord is with you regardless of what the situation and circumstance might look like. Amen. He's with you. And you have to believe that for yourself. Amen. 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 And I feel it today, man. My shirt makes me very free today. I don't know. I feel, <laughs> I feel very free. Amen. Amen. God says you are significant. You, are, you got importance inside of you. And the world is waiting for the manifestation of what God has put inside of you. And let me tell you something. Your circumstances will not always look like what God has put inside of you. Your circumstances will not always look like what God has put in you. But you are significant. You are loved by God. And it doesn't matter how lonely you feel right now. God is telling you that the greater love is on your inside. And you stop looking to people to notice you before you feel loved. Don't, don't stop waiting for people to send you text messages before you can feel loved. God said all the messages he can send you, it's right there in the Bible. God says he has sent you, he's written enough love messages for you, right? He loves you regardless of what you might think. You are loved. You are loved. And you have to know this too, right? That you are not what you look like. I mean, your identity is not embedded in how you look like. Your identity is not in how you look like. You're not what you did. Your errors and flaws do not define you. No, 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 they don't. Because do not. So God is telling you that do not attach your significance or your importance to how you look like. Do not attach your importance to how, your importance to how you look like. Because if significance was only attached to beauty, then only the Kardashians would be the most important people in the world. That's a point, y'all. That's a point. I told you I'm free today. That's the point, y'all. But no. Your importance is embedded in your purpose, not your platform. Hmm. Your importance is not in the person you see in the mirror. Of the, it's, not, it's not the person you see, or the, your purpose is not the person you see in the mirror when you look in the mirror. It's actually what is inside of that person. And it will not always look like it. Hmm. I mean, your importance, your importance is embedded in your purpose, not your platform. What God has put inside of you, He has put color. God has put color. God wants you to beautify the world around you. Because look at a billionaire is not important because he is famous. He's famous because he's important. Mm. You know that? And so God wants you to start believing that for yourself. I am important. And fame does not I'm, I may not be famous now. I may not have everybody. I mean, I may not have thousands flocking in here and on Instagram. But I am still I am still important to myself. I got significance inside of me. I am I have purpose on, on my inside. I am important. And the numbers can come later. But I know you have to believe it for yourself first, right? Because if you don't know who you are, you will let your circumstances define you. God says you must know who you are. 
You have to know who you are or else you will let circumstances define you. You have to know that I am chosen, not forsaken. I am a child of God. I am a chosen generation. That's just that's not just me alone. A chosen generation, a generation is for me and my children forevermore. We are chosen by God. We are a royal priesthood. We are a holy nation. Right? We are God's own people. I belong to God. And even if everybody deserts me, I know God doesn't. God will not desert me. He has, I, he has hidden me in the hollow of his hand. He's with me at all times. Bible says Jesus said it this way. He says, be, says Behold, I am with you always, even unto the end of the, of the earth. God saying he's with you. Mighty hero, the Lord is with you. Whatever, no matter how your circumstance looks like, God says there is something inside of you that is bigger than you can ask, think, or imagine. You are significant. They say numbers don't lie. Have you ever heard that quote before? Numbers don't lie. Actually, they do. Numbers lie. Because if you were to judge yourself, or if you were to judge, if you were to judge how nice you were by how many people you were surrounded, how many true people you were surrounded by, you would think you're not nice. Because usually people who are people who are givers are usually surrounded by a lot of fake friends. And now you imagine that, oh, then I'm a bad person because I have many people who are not real people beside me. But I've got to tell you that numbers lie. Because if you judged, if you judge your growth by how many people are turning in to listen to you every week. We judge how you're growing by how many people are listening or paying attention to you. You would not see self-worth in yourself. Mm. So numbers do lie. But God doesn't. God doesn't lie. If God says he has seen purpose inside of you, it means you actually have purpose inside of you. I mean, Gideon is here threshing with Gideon does not have 33,000 men showing up for him, for him about a week or two later. Gideon doesn't have that. Now it's just Gideon, what he's threshing with. If you read the following chapter, chapter 7, you see that out 33,000 men came to meet Gideon. But before 33,000 men could show up, Gideon had to know who he was. Mm. Gideon had to identify his purpose before 33,000 could come. So numbers do, numbers do lie. Self-worth, God, what God has put inside of him, the purpose God has put inside of him is bigger than numbers. And when God told him to bring his number down to, from 33,000 to 300, Gideon had to know in that position that he had to, he had, he needed that reassurance. He had that reassurance to know that the numbers do not connote my greatness. Because the purpose God has put inside of me is bigger than whatever surrounds me right now. So if you, if you know this and you can believe for yourself, you know that what, people, what, what God has put inside of you is bigger and greater than whatever anybody put, tries to put on you. If, no matter what people try to project on you, what God has put inside of you is bigger than that. If you can believe this for yourself. Because if Gideon was, de- was defined right, by his current hiding circumstance, like we just read in the book of John, Judges chapter 6, I don't think he would have been called a mighty hero. He would have been called a scary cat. Do you believe that? Mm-hmm. Because even look at Jesus. Jesus surrendered himself to be vulnerable when he became a baby in a manger. Hmm? I mean, what is the Savior doing in a manger? If Jesus was to be defined by circumstance, he wouldn't be called the Savior of the world. He would be called the cry, cry baby Jesus. Mm-hmm. Do you believe that? I mean, we, we sing silent night. I mean, that night wasn't so silent. I mean, this is the, I mean, this is the Savior of the world, but he's also a baby. He became very vulnerable that he had to cry. Right? So even if, you, if Jesus was, be called, was to be called that at that age, if he was to be defined by, that, by what you see in a cradle, you don't see this. You're not seeing God in the cradle. You're seeing a baby in, your, in a cradle. So Christ, Christ wouldn't have been called the Savior of the world. He would have been called a cry, cry, a cry, cry baby or something like that. But what God has sent me to tell you is this. Because that's what I discovered with these two people, right? That was not the case with these two people because they knew that their identity wasn't buried in what they did. Or how they looked like. The identity was in who God thought them to be. Mm. 
what God thinks of me is bigger than what anybody thinks of me. I mean, I mean y'all are free to think whatever you want to think, but what God thinks of me is bigger than anything, better than anything anybody can think about me. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't matter how I look like. It doesn't matter how I look like. Maybe I'm wearing baggy trousers to school. My, my back end really dirty. My behind is really dirty. I've been sitting on the ground for some time. I mean, I'll tell you something. I'll tell you guys something. I didn't plan on saying this. Two things, actually. The first one was um, back in high school, I remembered something. I have never, I, I, I hardly remember this because it was a bad thing. But I remember one time walking into class. Uh, we had this, we called it an extension. I believe it was an extension. We called it, that's a, when the real school period is over, but for some students who had some, um, who have, or for students like who have, um, who had, uh, what's this, this major examinations, right? Like uh, uh, old levels, we call them old levels here. That's, or, or some major exams, something like that, right? They would come to school for about a period of maybe a month or so, and they would come to learn and all that so they can prepare for the exam because it's a national examination, not a school set exam. You understand? So I remember one time, I walked into, I walked into, uh, <laughs> I love this, thank you, Holy Spirit, I love this. I feel so good. I remember one time walking into class. I want you to pay attention to this. I walked into class one time. And I met this man. This man was the vice principal. He was also teach- he was teaching, I think it was physical health education. I don't know what he was teaching. I walked into class that day because I was a little bit late. Little bit late. But I think this man had a grudge against my family. I don't know what he was, but he didn't like me at all. This man saw me. You know what he told me to do? This man, this man, I was in GS3. Yeah, junior, I was in junior high, the highest point of junior high, right? He said, he told me to sit on the bare ground. There's a little, there's a little hole in the ground in our class floor. I don't know, maybe the dude's broke here, I don't know. But you could literally see sand there. And he told me to, he intentionally told me to sit in that sand, in my bare bottom. I sat in that ground that day, embarrassed. Every of my classmates saw me sit there. This man did not tell anybody to sit there. He told me specifically to sit there. Because I don't know what, it was, what was going through his mind. And at that point, I looked nothing like I look now. But exactly two years after that, this same man with his own mouth announced that I was the neatest boy in school. This same man with his own mouth, the same person who told me to sit in the place of dirt, is the same one who asked that I announced that I am the neatest person in school. I'm telling you, what you're going through right now might not look like what God has put inside of you. But the same people who ridicule you right now, the same people who ridicule you right now, we have no choice, but we'll be the one to announce your name for greatness. Amen. So it doesn't matter what it looks like right now. God has put purpose inside of you. God has put purpose inside of you. And God wants you to do away with it. See, there's some lies that we are so embed- we are so let the devil push towards that we are swallowed in, that we have allowed to rest inside of us. God wants us to do away with those lies today. The first lie is the lie that... Um, I am a mistake. Some parents tell their kids that, that you're a mistake child. We didn't plan to have you. We didn't plan on having you're a mistake child. Listen, you have to believe that lie. You're not a mistake. I mean, they, they probably didn't expect you, but God did. Mm-hmm. Even if they didn't expect you, God did. And so long as there's purpose inside of you, you're not a mistake. Mm-hmm. Do you believe that? So long as God has put purpose inside of you, you're not a mistake. You're never a mistake. I also have to do the second line. The second line I want you to do this morning is that I am a product of circumstance. You're not a product of circumstance. You're a product of purpose. And even if, what your, if your circumstance doesn't look like your purpose, God, has te- God is telling you that what he has put inside of you is bigger and greater and bigger, bigger and, and, is bigger and greater than what anybody can put on you. Mm. 
what God is put in you is bigger than what people can put on you. Amen. So you're not a product of circumstance. You're a product of purpose. You have to believe that. I am not a product of circumstance. I am a product of purpose. Do not believe that I am a mistake. I am not a mistake. God intentionally crafted me. Jeremiah has it this way. He says, while I was in my mother's womb, you knew me. You formed me. You gave me a name. So I'm not a product of, I'm not a mistake, I'm not a circumstance, I am not here by chance or by accident, I didn't fall from the sky. God predestined and preordained me for this moment. You have to know that. You are significant. You are significant. Do not allow the devil lie to you that you're not. You are significant, you are important. God has put purpose on your inside. And now it might not look like what God has put for you, but don't worry, what God, now it might not look like what God has put inside of you, but do not worry. In short while, in short time, Bible says that do not worry in your well-doing. Because soon, just soon enough, you start to see it. But before, let me tell you something. Before they have to, see, before they see it or believe it, you have to first believe it yourself. You have to first believe that you are not a failure. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Because I almost believed that for myself. I almost believed that I was a failure. I almost believe that I was empty mentally. Almost there to see myself as a retard. How, how come everybody else is doing better but me? Especially my academics. I shared this, I shared this kind of time. But this week, I only got to share this with my mom. What God showed to me, I, I, won't, I won't go into details, but what God showed to me this week was an explanation to a question I've, been asked, I've asked ever since 2019. Like, God, why did I fail? I did not fail, God. I knew what I did. I felt God didn't need to answer that question for a purpose. And this week, when God showed me that thing, I literally saw myself say this. I know I did not fail. I know what I did. I know I did not fail. I remember myself seeing that and I saw that actually I did not fail. Although some, it pleased some men to fail me, but I did not fail. And even if I did fail, well, I only failed in exams, I didn't fail in life. I only failed in some exams, I didn't fail in purpose. So you have to believe that for yourself too. You are significant, you are important. And now it might not look like what God has put inside of you. I'm telling you, you have to believe it for yourself because it is coming very soon. Elijah, or Elijah rather, told, told um, his servants, go and check. Do you see, do you see a cloud forming? And they were like, nothing, nothing, master. Elijah persisted. He kept on praying. Yeah, he believed it before. Even, I'm sure his servants were like, oh, this man is drunk again. Elijah is always doing dumb stuff. Oh, poor Elijah. I mean, his, his position in praying was very awkward. He had his, his head between his thighs. I mean, oh God, this man, I mean, is, is he trying to work out or is he praying? I don't know what he's trying to do. But Elijah was like, go and check again. What do you see? And they're like, nothing. Oh wait, oh snap. I, I, see, I see cloud gathering, but it's like a fist. It's very small. And Elijah believed in that moment that what you call small. Ha! Calls great. Mm-hmm. So what people call small is actually great. Mm-hmm. You know, that's it. What God, what people call small is actually great inside of God. What we call big here, God sees that's very little. What we call small, God sees as big. 
God says he uses the foolishness of the world to confirm the wise. He uses the small things to defeat the mighty. I mean, David defeated Goliath, small but mighty. So how you look like does not mean what does not always conform with what God has put inside of you. But it's in there regardless. You're significant. Believe that. You're significant. You're important. You've got purpose on your inside. Let me show you one, one last story before I finish my sermon. I remember, I think it was last year. I don't know if my brother remembered this. We, we went to a, um, a meeting he had. He had this, um, it was like a business meeting or something like that. And uh, he, he called me to be his spokesman. I mean, I don't always like to do it, but he just did, he did it for him that day. I don't know if you remember. And I remember that day, we, there was a junction we were standing to cross. I think we were about trying to cross the road and all. And I wasn't really speaking that day. So I turned to my right and I remember seeing this lady under an umbrella. I don't know if you remember that. There was a lady under an, under an umbrella who was just by the corner, just by the corner there so i turned i saw her and i said hello i just said hello i mean just being formal i just greeted her to cross and then i saw this lady smiling i mean our smile was i mean she was literally not just smiling she was literally blushing i was kind of feeling awkward why are you laughing what's funny i mean i wasn't really to be, to be honest i was actually angry that day so i was surprised that she was laughing like what's funny but she's actually smiling but it took a while before i could understand why she was smiling and then i discovered that the corner that that lady was in People oftentimes passed by her and didn't notice her. People oftentimes will walk past her and people didn't exactly see her. Which reminds me of the man who was bedridden for 38 years. Who Jesus healed. He must have just been laying there for 38 years. Nobody saw him. I'm sorry, he didn't have anybody to push him into the water. So he didn't have anybody. But God did. God saw him. Jesus saw him. Just like the man who was with leprosy after Jesus finished preaching his sermon at the mount. He was there hiding because you got leprosy. You cannot appear in front of people because you are deemed unclean. But Jesus, even, Jesus loves the unclean. God loves the broken pieces. Mm-hmm. God loves it when you're not together. It's coming after you regardless. It's coming for you. It doesn't matter how you look like right now. Just like that lady. She kept on blushing. She kept on smiling. She had a bold smile on her face. You remember that? She had a bold smile on her face. I mean, I was kind of like feeling awkward right now. I don't like you. I mean, I don't, I'm not trying to date you or whatever. But that wasn't it. She felt noticed in that moment. I mean, and she didn't tell me this. We didn't, no words. And so the, between both of us, just hello and then a smile. And I saw that. She had, been, she had felt invisible for a very long time. People didn't exactly see her. But when someone turned and said hello, she felt known and noticed. Listen, not only are you known by God, you are loved by Him. Mm-hmm. You are important to God. He has put purpose on your inside. God, God, God doesn't just notice you. I mean, notice is, 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 it's a, I don't know, it's, it's a poor word when I try to, 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 to define how God thinks of you. I mean, it's an understatement when I say God notices this. No, God is thinking about you 24 hours, 7 days a week, 12 months in a year. Every time, God is thinking about you. And even if people forget you, God does not. God does not forget you. God never forgets his own children. So just like Jesus said in the book of um, Matthew chapter 7 and verse 6, he said this, and that's the same word God has sent me to tell you today. Do not throw your pearls to pig. Do not throw away your self-worth trying to get acceptance from people who don't even deserve you. Do not sell yourself short 
or lower your standards for anybody. Do not compromise your standards for anybody. You are significant. You got purpose on your inside. And if you recognize this, you know that you cannot just get into any relationship with anybody. Just out of pity or trying to be with somebody. Because if you know who is inside of you, you know you cannot just be with anybody. And even if you do not have many people right now, don't worry. You got God. And God is enough. So you're significant. Because if you weren't significant, right, God would have made you into a rock. If you're not significant, God would have made you into a star. If you were not significant, God would have made you into thin air. I mean, people don't, you just, air blows here and there. We don't even know what it is or where it goes. If you were not significant, God would have made you into an inanimate object. But God didn't. You know why? Because you're significant. Mm -hmm. And because you got purpose on your inside. Nice. God could have made you into a bird. Whose only job is to sing, eat, make nests, and give birth to chicks. Or have other baby chicks. God could have done that. But God didn't do that. You know why? Because you got purpose on your inside. God could have made you into a tree. Whose only job is to bear fruits. And bear fruits. I mean bear fruits. Bear fruits. Lose some flowers. Grow. Get cut down eventually by the government. God could have done that. But he didn't. He made you, he made you human. He spent time creating you because you got purpose on your inside. And do not let anybody fool you into believing that you do not have purpose. And do your circumstance presently it doesn't look like it. Ha ha ha. Wait. Tarry a little bit. Listen, this is it. Even, even if you feel that your skill set is not so professional, right? You're still significant regardless. You need to work on just working yourself. Sometimes you just need to continue working on you. Don't wait for anybody. Just continue working on you. Right? Continue working on you. I mean, I did not look like a professional preacher the first time I preached. I mean, I can't forget the first time I preached. I'll tell you this story. I don't like sharing it because it's really embarrassing. The first time we preached, we had a service the first Saturday. And we're almost there, by the way. It's just like a month away, anyways, to celebrate the first time I preached officially. I mean, at the Lion Church, I mean. I mean, I remember that day. I was literally preaching to please some people who were sitting in, sitting in the audience. Like, these people know. So I have to, like, prove that I know. And guess what? I sucked at it. As a matter of fact, we could not record that message that day. It was bad. I couldn't, we couldn't even manage it. Remember that? We couldn't manage that sermon that day. And I went to God. I was like, God, why did it happen? And God said, that's what you did. That wasn't for me. Do that to please people. Don't do that. We recorded. And we had to record that Wednesday, that day, that week. Wednesday, that week. And it was good. But this time around, it was just me and my brother in the hall. Just me and my brother. As a matter of fact, I don't know if he was even paying attention. It was just, it was just me and God, majorly. But th at that point, I had to believe something. That I'm not going to wait for the applause of men. Mm. Right? To feel worth inside of me. Because mm. I put pearls. I mean, I am worth more than 10,000 pearls combined. Mm. I am worth more than 10,000 heads combined. Yes. Even if they like me or they don't. So long as I know that I am loved, I am chosen by God. That supersedes and exceeds anything anybody can say in the comment section or anywhere else. Do you believe that? You have to believe for yourself too. You got purpose on your inside. God says you are significant. So that you're threshing with. I mean, Gideon is just threshing with. He's not a professional. I'm not, Gideon has never gone to battle before, but God sees a mighty warrior inside of him. So you might just have to work on yourself. God sees, I love how you turn that fork. I love how you serve when you're in, that, in this season. I love how you take care of those kids. 
I love how you take care of that thing. I love how you run your business. Although it's not so big, but I love it. I love how you run your church. I love how you're building the structure. You're not, you don't have many people, but you're still building structure. You're not like, ah, nobody's coming. Let's just do anyhow. No, you're not doing that. You're saying, no, you know what? People are not coming, but we are still going to build structure. God sees how you're doing your academics. I mean, I mean, I don't know if I'm going to get a job. I'm still going to pay attention to my books. God sees how you're concentrating. God sees all that. God says, hey, you got purpose on your inside. You're serious. Just, I love how you're serving the season. You have to serve the season. That's another thing God is telling you. Serve the season well. Thresh your weight, even if even if it's in a white breast, don't worry. I know it's pretty hard right now because you normally you're supposed to thresh weight in an open space so the wind can blow away the shaft. And now you're closing, you're doing it in an enclosed area because of things that around you that, that surround you. God says, Don't worry, I see you regardless, and I know you, and I'm with you, I love you, and I'm with you. You're a mighty hero. Mighty hero. That's the word God has for us today. You're a mighty hero. Significance is not limited to size. You are a mighty hero regardless. You are a mighty hero. And you have to believe that for yourself. That we are more than conquerors. Through him who loved us. Right there, my mother's from God. You've known me. You've called me by my name. The Bible says in the book of Isaiah, chapter 43 and verse 1, it says, That I have called you by my name. Thou art mine, and you will not be subject to people's opinion about you. You are mine. What I say you are is what you are. That's what God is saying to you. And God wants you, God wants you to believe that for yourself. Let's bow across this place. God wants you to believe it for yourself. God, help us believe for ourselves that which you have said concerning us. I know it might be hard right now. I mean, looking at how life has been and I mean, how the last year has been, how the last five, ten years has been for many of us. But God, you see, you see beyond what we see, God, and you see greatness inside of us. And though it does not look anything like it, but God, you see it regardless. And you say that, you see that, and you also say that we are significant. We're not invisible. We are, we are not hidden. And there's never been a moment that you, God, have forsaken us. And God, we believe this for ourselves, God. Help us believe you regardless of the situation and season of life that we are in, God. That you are with us, you are fighting for us. And it doesn't matter who is with us or against us, God. What matters is that you are with us, God. And we thank you, God. Help us continually believe this for ourselves, God. And we thank you, Father God. Be exalted, God. And perhaps you also need to make that decision today. To come into the full knowledge, the full light of who God has created you to be. Because you cannot work in purpose without the purpose creator himself. You're only living out your potential, but you're not fulfilling purpose. Because purpose without God is you fulfilling potential, not purpose. And God is saying, you need to come to the full light of what he has put inside of you. But to come to the light of He, of what God has put inside of you, you have to meet God himself. Not, I'm not saying you have to die. I'm saying you have to establish connection and relationship with him. So that person now, I want you to say this prayer with me. In the line we say this prayer together. Say, Lord Jesus, I thank you for your love and your life. If I did not deserve it, I could not work for it. I could not earn it on any scale. Today, God, I choose to believe that you know me, you see me, you had a purpose for me, and that you are so interested in me even when I am not in myself. So God, I surrender my heart and the old space to you. God, 
come and dwell in there make my heart your home be my lord and my redeemer i thank you god and indeed it's longer how you live for christ lives in me indeed it's longer how you live for christ lives in me it's longer how you live for christ who lives in me for by his death and his resurrection on the cross and from the grave has availed to me the position of the righteousness of God in Christ. I am the righteousness of God in Christ. I am the righteousness of God in Christ. Hallelujah. Man, it feels good to do that. I haven't done that in a while. I mean, I love it. It just, it just reminds me of a lot of things, right? So listen, if you just did that prayer, listen, we love you. God loves you more. Text us, send us a mail, uh, save that to teachersglobalgmail.com. We will respond to you and give you short words of faith and all that to help build a better to help you build a better relationship with God and all that. We love you, man. We love you. Let's let's all be on our feet real quick. We're almost out of time, man. Today is a wonderful day. Y'all pray for us. We got first year, um, first year anniversary or something coming up, and we don't even know what to do yet. <laughs> Just kidding. We're planning all that, but we need your prayer and assistance also. We need guidance from God and all that. We love y'all. And as we go this week, may God go with us. May His face shine upon us. May He lift His countenance upon us. And may His shalom, peace, health, and oneness be with us now and forevermore. And be thou, help me, enlighten. God bless you. I love you all. And see you next week. Hey, if this message blessed you in any way, I need you to do a couple of things for me. One, join our online growth community. Follow us on Twitter. Instagram and TikTok at Teacher Global. On YouTube, hit the subscribe button and the bell icon to know when we post a video on you. Like this video, comment what spoke to you, what transformed something inside of you. Two, share this message with your friends, your families, even your enemies. Three, pray by giving and whatever God lays in your heart to give. Do so by hitting the link in the description below. Hey, go out, be transformed, and be thou in line. God bless you. We love you.